Couch Chats is a series of real, open, honest and raw chats with some inspiring friends and women I've had the privilege to meet along my entrepreneurial journey, as well as some solo episodes from me. I hope this podcast can inspire you to always dream big and make it your reality. I am your host, Jess Williamson, a serial entrepreneur and business coach. And today we have Katie Stevens joining me on Couch Chats. Katie prides herself on living a fast-paced, highly organized and positive lifestyle. She has run many businesses over the last few years and she started her first business at just 18 years old. So she is absolutely no stranger to building businesses from the ground up. She actually exited her first seven-figure nationwide modeling agency at just 24 years old. She has since then launched five other startups, including Queensland's fastest growing women's networking platform, Minding Her Business. So I'm really excited to chat with Katie today. We spoke all about competition in industries that are quite flooded and competitive. We spoke about her journey to getting here. And of course, we spoke about mindset. So I hope you take a ton away from this. It was such an awesome chat. So let's get into it. Hey, Katie, and thanks for joining me on today's episode of Couch Chats. Thanks for having me, Jess. I'm excited. I'm looking forward to chatting because last time we met or we connected was probably three, four years ago. It was time flies and we met through a three-day conference, which was pretty intense, but it was awesome because we got to connect over in Brisbane and I've been following your journey since then. And you're always doing a ton of different things, super inspiring. So for all of those that don't know you and your journey, I'd love for you to just give us a quick rundown because I know that you've had almost five lifetimes in your very young age anyway, but give us a quick (laughs) rundown of your journey to now. Yeah, gosh, where do I start? Um, you know, the power of connection, right? It's crazy to think that was already four years ago at that um, at that conference. Uh, yeah, so my journey's been pretty extensive. I've sort of jumped around a little bit between um, everything from sports to competing in bodybuilding and um, and then promotional modeling back in the day, which led me to my first um, big seven-figure company. Um, my first business I launched when I was 18 and I exited and sold that when I was 24. So since then, I, um, I've continued to launch startups and sell them or grow them into bigger scale uh, companies. And um, yeah, that's a really summarized version. I don't know how much you would extend on that, but um, I guess a lot. it's funny. It's one of those questions a lot of people often ask, what do you do for work or what's your business? Um, but I have multiple businesses that I own and um, certainly look at always looking at op- opportunities to be able to invest in other small startups and And um, I really stick to my niche market of everything, sort of um, beauty, fashion, fitness, and um, events and marketing. Love it. So many things. I mean, let's just quickly backtrack to starting a business at 18, um, seven-figure business. And I heard you on a different podcast saying, you know, you had a 1500 people under you that you were sort of leading through that. And to be able to grow and sell a business at such a young age, Just take us through that a little bit more before we move on to all the fun things that you're doing now. 
Yeah, the truth is that I never had a business degree. So I would be lying if I said that I went and learned everything textbook and then executed. Um, I certainly left, learned um, most of what I know in business, uh, either from having mentors around me, co- business coaches. My family's very um, dominant, or I guess um, uh, in the business world, they all sort of own their own businesses. So I have had um, a lot of support on that level. Um <laughs> From a young age, you know, I started university. I did a head start program in grade 11. So I started university and my degree was Bachelor of Education, which a lot of people don't actually know. I really wanted to be a French teacher. Wow. So um, I started that and I've always had a desire to constantly want to learn and then obviously educate and teach people either what I know, my knowledge, um, or help them discover their true purpose or, or what they need to know in order to, be, um, you know, catapult their personal life and, and whatnot. So, um, Aurora Model Management was the name of the company, the promotional modeling agency. And um, as a bit of a precursor, before I started my own business, I was a promotional model. So I started that when I was 18 years old and I did everything from truck shows, trade shows, um, alcohol promotions, as you do to get your way through uni, to pay the bills. Um, And essentially, I just thought, you know, I could probably run my own agency and do it a lot better. It was really, um, it was well known as a very unreliable industry. Uh, There was a lot of agencies because you can obviously work for multiple agencies, um, they're all quite non-exclusive. And um, there was just so much um, miscommunication, disorganization. And um, that, that's always been a strong point of mine. I've always been super organized and time blocked and systemized and and um, and all that sort of stuff. So um, essentially I started my own and it was called Pure Model Management. And I started that on the Gold Coast when I was 18. And um, I started literally by door knocking or connecting with people that I knew and asked them if they needed promotional girls for their golf days or um, for their new products that they were launching. And then from there, um, I grew the business and um, ended up buying out one of my biggest competitors at the time, uh, which was Aurora. So I merged both companies and that's when I moved to Brisbane. Um, But when I bought the business, it was actually running at a loss. So it certainly wasn't this big shiny package with a ribbon on it that was just good to go. Um, It was something that I sort of um, had to you know, really go through the nitty gritty and, you know, go through all the systems and change everything. Technology was changing a lot. Instagram and social media, so to speak, didn't exist on that level at that point. I think that was back in 2009. Um, I bought that company and, um, and then I spent the next three to four years scaling, growing, expanding, um, building that new integrations of websites, technology, automating systems. And, um, and then I grew my internal our team to uh, 1,500 across Australia. So we became Australia's largest promotional and modelling agency. Um, and I think I sold that around when I was about 24. So whatever year that made it. Yeah. What you touched on, I mean, you didn't have a business degree, but I don't think there's any better way to learn in business especially than just doing. Like you just got out there straight away, did what you had to and built it up and you kind of learnt the whole process. A lot of people go through the growth phase, but you went from growth to acquiring a business to scaling to selling, systemizing. You kind of went through the whole thing and they can't teach you that at uni. I mean, I did a business degree and I can tell you now, I have not used one thing that I've ever learned there. 
Um, yeah. It's interesting because I also, I'm a strong believer that it's who you know, not what you know. And learning those fundamentals of like just networking, connecting with people. And from a young age, I bounced around a lot to a lot of different schools because my parents were um, constantly buying and selling businesses themselves, or they had other opportunities, which took us, um, me and my sister interstate. So I had to learn pretty quickly to make new friends. Otherwise I was eating my lunch on my own. Um, so that's probably something that was, um, you know, instilled in me in a, in a younger age. Uh, but I think, you know, the power of connection is huge, whether it be, um, you know, in personal life, business life, um, or just being able to um, leverage personal growth, I think is so important. Um, but when it comes to university, like, or textbooks, learning or theory or you know practical, all that sort of side of things, you know, there's so many different levels of, of actually being able to acquire knowledge. Is that the right way to say it? For me, I am a kinesthetic learner. I like to also um, physically do things myself, write things down and learn on the job. That's how I learn best. Other people could be more, um, and I'm also very visual, but other people could be more um, auditory. Um, and that way, I guess, you know, in that sense, maybe, you know, university or learning through systems and books and all that sort of thing might be might be the way. But I certainly think that um, you can yeah. fast track that within the industry if you know the right people. And for those that don't know, just quickly touch on kinesthetic because I know I'm very much an auditory learner. Whenever I listen to podcasts and things, I can listen to them on two, three times speed and just like absorb it all. But I know that my partner is a visual learner, so he actually has to read the words while he's listening to things. So um, just take people through their kinesthetic because I think that's probably, I mean, visual and auditory is pretty self-explanatory, but, yeah. Kinesthetics more hands-on, like uh, like physically doing something yourself. So uh, for me, if someone was to stand there in front of a whiteboard and write things down, I mean, yes, that's visual, but um, for me to be able to actually acquire and do it or fast-track that would be doing that myself or writing it myself or listening to someone or all three is probably the best way to absorb any knowledge. Um, but I have a pretty short attention span, um, at at the best of times, of course, unless I'm interested. Um, but I'm definitely someone that's like, okay, cool. Show me how to do it, but let me do it myself and help me, um, create that or make that and and work out. I love that. And that's a superpower in itself, just understanding how you work best and how you learn best because, you're not trying to fit into a box. And unfortunately that is how school and uni are built to fit you into a box. But I think that's the awesome thing about entrepreneurship and having all these different avenues to learn from these days, you can find things that work best for you. As an entrepreneur, I think like it's such a loosely thrown out around word these days. Um, but entrepreneurship to me is like leadership, right? You need to be able to learn and know those fundamentals to be able to be an incredible leader. And to be an incredible leader means that, um, you know, you're going to hire employees, staff, team, um, and essentially you're going to be hiring on your own weaknesses. So I'll be the first to put my hand up to say that for some of the roles that I have internally um, and positions that we hire on is definitely um, backed by university degrees and knowledge that we just don't have internally or that I don't know myself. So there's certainly a place for that education, I guess, it just depends on what your journey is and where you see it fit, whether it's be, you know, to be a business owner, an entrepreneur, or, um, you know, to find a position under a company that you can sort of excel in. So let's jump forward to today where you are running Minding Her Business, a super successful events-based business. Tell us a little bit about the different projects and businesses that you're currently running. 
So mining her business is, um, I always say it comes down to the three C's, connect, collaborate and create, which is basically the fundamentals to launching and starting or having any business. Um, for me, connecting collaboration, the power of that is like unsurpassable, especially across social media. So I launched mining her business um, which was more just to create a safe space for, for women in business or women who want to start a business um, to be able to create, uh, to be able to connect and um, and build those relationships. So, um, especially in that startup phase of business. So, I started in Brisbane, two thousand seventeen, and um, we've toured across Australia and pre-COVID, obviously, and now back into it after COVID. Um, restrictions have lifted uh, for about four years now. So, um, we have very aesthetically pleasing events. Everything's highly Instagrammable. Um, and I believe, you know, the power of connection and being able to leverage and share each other's platforms and and um, audiences is obviously, um, you know, super powerful when you're in the ambience or around people that are like-minded and ambitious like yourself. So um, that's the main extension or the main part of the company is the event space. And from there, again, thanks to COVID, um, it gave us the opportunity for me to be able to launch Building Her Brand, which is like a four-week online program. And that was created basically to be able to help women uh, more so in the fundamentals of building out their business and the growth pen on paper, so to speak. So we always had these glam, amazing events where people would come in. We have these empowerment panels where, um, you know, our guests would be like inspired and motivated to go on and to chase their dreams and achieve their goals and all that sort of thing, but they didn't have the resources or the connections or the support groups around them. So um, that's where building her brand sort of come into play and it sort of worked perfectly for people that do come to our events and then also want to get into the nitty gritty um, business learnings about, you know, what to do, what not to do. Um, and then all the um, the brand building, the brand guides and finding, you know, your mission and vision in life. So that's the main component of mine, her business. And then of course, we've got our stationary collection now. So that's an empowering stationary collection with um, our empowering quotes book. We have a quotes book called Words to Empower, a journal, which is um, daily gratitude. And then we've got the notepads and stuff. So it's all kind of synonymous with each other in yep. the space of connecting and um, empowering women to be the best versions of themselves. I spoke about this in my community and I think people get so stuck on I'm an events business or I do this. And the way that the future is going or it's even now is that who is your audience? What do they need? And give them that. And you've kind of done exactly that with the events, the course, the stationery, and that can continue to evolve over time because you're serving that audience, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's funny because naturally for me, I love helping people. I love, I get so excited when people have goals and dreams and, you know, things that they want to chase. And I set out and people start telling me things and my brain just automatically starts ticking up. Who can I connect you with? How can I help you? Um, would it be, you know, a guy, girl, whatever. Um, but the truth is to any business and success of it is that having that niche market is you're not obviously everyone's cup of tea. You're not going to be able to serve everyone, but the more you hone down and work out that, um, that clear avatar or that niche, uh, the bigger and faster your actual network will grow or your, um, clients, so to speak, or potential, um, potential yeah, clients and sales and whatnot. Yeah. Amazing. So we were just chatting before we jumped on to recording this podcast around that the event side of things and the fact that, you know, let's just pretend COVID didn't happen for a moment, but events in themselves are on the rights. You know, people are looking for that connection more than ever and events are popping up everywhere, right? And so 
that idea of competition comes into things where, you know, you could either take two routes. You could say, I'm not going to share anything and I'm going to make sure that I'm the only one running events, but that's not always going to happen that way. People are going to do what they want to do and there's always going to be competition, especially when you do something or you're the first one to do something and make it a huge success. People want a piece of that pie and they can almost model off of your hard work. Um, And so we were just chatting earlier that you were saying, instead of looking at it as a competition, that you are looking at it in more of a way of how can I help these people and, and sharing your knowledge in a way where it benefits you, but it also benefits them to help more people have successful events as well. So tell me a little bit about your idea on competition, because I agree with you wholeheartedly on all of that. I mean, I coach swimwear businesses and I have my own swimwear brand. I've even told one of the swimwear brands and given them my my factory contacts, which is like pretty unheard of in in any situation. But I thrive on helping people very similar to you and I just get so excited seeing others succeed as well. So what is your stance on all of that? Yeah, it's interesting because... (laughs) I'll be honest, I used to I used to take it so personally. In early days, um, and even when I had my modeling agency, you know, any other agencies that would pop up that would try and contact our clients, all that sort of stuff. I guess probably with a bit of a different um conversation to have. But when it comes to minding her business, yes, duplication, um, you know, people will say, what is it? Imitation's the finest form of flattery. Um, I couldn't disagree more. I used to take it so personally, I used to be so upset and lose sleep over it. Um, I certainly changed my perspective now on all that Um, and the truth is that no one is you and that literally is your superpower and at the end of the day no one can ever be you so finding your niche market finding that point of difference or that USP um, is is what's going to create and supersede your own business so I guess from now I, I really do come from I always have, but I'm really a lot more open to coming from a standpoint of of pushing them the right direction to say, hey, look, you want to have events that will support you selling whatever product you have, or you want to have events because you want to network with like-minded people. You want to have events because you want to genuinely help people, but you also want to be financially remunerated. Um, Sure, that's fine. There's definitely space for it. I certainly um, don't take, you know, the whole um, Australian population into context and to be honest I wouldn't be able to cater for the whole the whole country or state or city even so to speak so there is room for many of us and I don't find it competition because if anyone has their own um, spin on things I think there's space for people to attend multiple if not one or the other um, but we we're just talking before we jumped on here Jess and I said to you I only just got an invite this week to an event and um it was quite interesting because it's a women's networking event um, and it's all about the power of the three C's, connect, collaborate and create. And obviously that being our tagline, I see that invitation or that duplication, so to speak, straight away. And I just think, gosh, you know, this could be a really cool event if you had your own spin, your own color and your branding, like anything on that. So um, I just sort of got together with my team and I scripted um, a nice response of how I can help them, but why it doesn't, why it doesn't really serve me, so to speak, to um, attend and promote something that's basically an imprint of what I already have created myself. So um, short answer to that is that, um, 
you know, healthy competition is good. I don't see that as direct competition. If I could give any any recommendations, and I absolutely love helping brands grow across any industry, is um, finding, again, we just spoke about it, is finding that niche market, finding that point of difference. Um, for us, we focus on millennials. We focus on women um, in that startup phase of business or that want to start a business that are really at that R&D or conceptualization um, ideation style point of a, of a business where they might not have yet launched. So that's our, that's our sort of niche, so to speak. And then we do target a lot of well-known brands that are local, a lot of influencers. And then we sort of um, catapult that by um, hosting events where people can actually connect and meet brand owners or influencers in the area. And perhaps they can support each other and then collaborate from there. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's really key. And I see this with my clients and myself and, you know, a lot of business owners that I speak to, people are copying more than ever. They're copying their captions on Instagram. They're copying their posts, their website copy, their business model completely. Um, And the problem is most of these people don't somehow, it doesn't click that they're actually copying. They just think I'm taking inspiration. But when you look at it, it's word for word, like your caption. They would have definitely taken inspiration from you, but they would never have emailed you if they consciously knew that they had ripped that off straight from you, right? So for some reason in people's head, it doesn't click. And so I think there needs to be a lot more education. And I've spoken about this on my own Instagram in saying, please check yourself that if you are taking inspiration, that it is inspiration, not copying, because other people have gone through a ton load of work, invested a ton of money to figure this out, to test it, to work it out with their market or to understand their market, to be able to position this message in that right way. And so when you are taking inspiration, just check yourself that it's not too much inspiration and that it's a direct ripoff. I think it's great that other people can inspire others and the more successful people we have out there, the more there can be because people can see what's possible for them. But I think directly copying something, firstly, opens you up for legal issues. Um, but secondly, it's it's just not cool. So yeah. I think the quickest way to a burnout is um, by copying mm-hmm. because it's really hard to keep up with something or someone that is not truly you. So it's, when I was sort of designing um, my course, Building Her Brand, is I got so excited with all the in-depth stuff, everything from logo creation to how to find the right font for your brand, to color palettes, to marketing strategies all that sort of stuff. And I thought, hang on a second, where did it start for me? What has truly made me happy in business Um, or being able to not even juggle, but just have multiple businesses at once? And aside from being able to compartmentalize and time block and all that sort of thing is I'm genuinely living to my passion and my purpose. And for that, it actually took me a long time to find and go back about sort of even five, six years ago, that's when I sort of started heavily investing a lot of money into personal development, into attending the Tony Robbins seminars and success resource seminars. You know, I just couldn't get enough. I just, every single seminar that I was available for, um, it was a huge investment at that time. Um, I think, gosh, in the period of about six months, I spent over 10, 15 grand just in different seminars and things. Um, But for me, that is what actually really helped me dive deep into who I am. And, um, And that come back to, you know, finding your purpose finding your mission in life and if you stand by and duplicate someone else and live by their mission there's going to be a frequency that's going to be really off balance and you're not going to be vibrating you know on the level that you could be or that you um you certainly should be so um yeah that's actually what 
I guess motivated or inspired me to put that in our first module of the course is actually just finding out who you are, who you are and where you want to be, what's going to actually fuel your inspiration that will give you motivation um, that's going to help discover your purpose. And it's funny because it seems so wishy-washy, but there's like a lot of really cool in-depth ways to dig deep to go, hey, that actually makes me feel off-center. That doesn't align. And if it doesn't align or if it's not a full body hell yes when something's asked of you, then it should be a definite no. I think it's just navigating through those things in life and working out, you know what, it's actually okay to say no to things. It's actually okay not to be like that person. It's actually okay not to give my energy to that person. Um, And that's really, I guess, the key to, to success or to even happiness, right? Absolutely. And I'm like yourself, I've invested in a ton of personal development coaches and that's how we met. Um, but <laughs> how important would you say this is? Because we've seen these memes jumping around social media, you know, people are happy to buy that Gucci handbag, but investing in a coach is like, no, no, or paying $30,000 for a uni degree versus $3,000 for a seminar. And, and people like stress over that, but they're so happy to sign up to a uni degree or something like that. So how important would you say personal development is in terms of investing in your business, you know, anywhere? I'll say your life is only as good as your mindset. Mm-hmm. And if you can't get your mindset right, um, that will ultimately change the direction or um, perhaps where you stand in your life or what you're truly capable of. So everything starts from the mind. You can know everything on every single level when it comes to the mechanics of a business. But if you don't have that self-love, that self-care practices, the righteousness of understanding your own true self and you're having your mindset right, or even having the knowledge as to how to change your physiology uh, when you change and go through these different shifts or, you know, off balances or whatever you want to call them um, in life that that really, um, you know, are out of your control, even all these adversities, um, then that's going to completely, um, you know, change the trajectory of, of your life, of your life in general. So, yeah, I think everything, business is a very spiritual game. I think a lot of people think that um, as a business owner, you get in it, you hustle hard, quote, unquote, you work your own hours or you hashtag sleep when you're dead and make bulk cash, but it's um, it's a journey and it's about learning to um enjoy the journey. And it's like anything. I, um, I've got an extensive background, like body sculpting and competing, um, across bodybuilding, um, federations for, for five years. And that taught me so much more about my mindset than it did in anything. Yes. I looked great. And I was in the you know best condition of my life, but the mindset that I learned from that, um, and the breakthroughs that I had have really helped me in business. So I think that's probably my biggest advice is that, um, Business isn't for the faint-hearted and um, being an entrepreneur isn't what it's all, always cracked up to be. I think we're constantly flooded um, every single day. We pick up our phones and just look at social media and have so many different quotes and um, images and videos and IGTVs and reels and you name it that are completely flooding our mind and and our thoughts that we want to be like that person or that we are, um, you know, under the impression that we should be more or we could be more. But the truth is we're exactly where we should be right here, right now. Um, no matter what's going on in life, there's a lesson um, or a blessing in everything that happens. So when it comes to business, I just, I certainly don't think it's for everyone as as much as I only know business as, as being an owner, I've never been employed, so to speak. Um, I think that, um, yeah, it's certainly mindset is so, so important. Mm-hmm. 
I think, you know, even more so now people are wanting that instant result. And the problem is they're not willing to work for it. And I'm seeing this trend coming up more and more often, the more ads people see of these quick hacks and these overnight successes. But the truth is none of that is true at all. Um, And I think, yeah, like you said, mindset is the best investment you could ever make because firstly, it has a massive impact on the rest of your life. No one can take that away from you. And secondly, your business can only grow to the level that you've grown yourself. If if you're Definitely. the solopreneur especially or you're the leader in the business, the business can't supersede where you're at. It can't go past your own caps on what you believe is possible. Mm. So I love that you're all on board for investing in yourself and working on the mindset because so often I hear people say, I don't want this fluffy mindset stuff and it's not fluffy if you think it's fluffy you probably need to do some of the of the mindset work because it is it's hard it's definitely not fluffy it's it's damn hard to work through that stuff but when you come out the other side it's pretty magical the truth is we'll never stop learning right or growing and um you know if we have those those right tools uh to be able to um to navigate and work out you know how we can grow or how we can deal with situations what what's in our control and what's out of our control um and finding that harmony or that um non-swinging sort of at peace pendulum so to speak um i think that opens the door to so much more growth and opportunity hundred percent. It it definitely is a lifelong journey. We never stop learning. And if you do think you've stopped learning, then <laughs> you've probably got some new lessons to learn coming up real soon. Um, you touched on a little bit earlier, uh, rituals and things, self-care. What are some things that you do that work for you? Now, I want to just disclaimer this because as we said, you need to work out what works for you. Like I've realized through a bunch of different modalities and things, I need a ton of rest. Um, but I operate on a million miles an hour. So I've now implemented a ton more rest into my week. And that's something that works for me. But what are some things that have worked for you? Um, you know, there's no, like you said, there's no, um, I guess, right answer to this. Mm-hmm. And for me, I'm I wouldn't say I'm constantly learning, but I'm constantly changing and being aware of my state of emotional, how I feel, whether it be, you know, my workload, my cortisol levels, my exercise, my sleep, there's so many variables. Um, Do I have a strict routine? Yes, but it varies as to what I do. So I think the secret sourcing, having that really productive um, day ahead is really found in the routine in the night before. Mm. So that comes down to, you know, dimming my lights, setting um, my intentions for the day before, certainly doing my to-do list so I can wake up and just get straight into it without having to plan out my day. Um, I turn technology off around 10.30 every night. Um, I either do some meditation, some mindfulness music or reading. It depends on what I feel like. Sometimes I'll do a magnesium bath. Other times I might go and sit in a sauna and then come home and sort of feel relaxed. Um, but, yeah, I've got a lot going on at the moment. I always do. And um, I always like to say it's it's an organised mess, organised chaos, so to speak. Um, but time blocking certainly, especially how having multiple companies and um, teams in different areas is time blocking certainly helps with my ritual or my routine um, because I only work on my businesses in certain hours, certain times, and I try to be quite strict with them, especially um, with the new project that I'm working on at the moment. It takes a lot up and a lot of time. And it means that, you know, during the week I do get less hours sleep, which means that my weekends are usually um, spent doing catch up where I can, um, you know, relaxing, getting out in nature. I don't think there's any right or wrong. I will 
would never sit here and um, feel confident saying you need to do this in order to do that or to achieve that. Um, I think for me, I've really learned to be intuitive and to, you know, even mindful eating and all these different exercises that if I can just keep bringing everything back to present, uh, that's something I've actually had to work really hard on. And I still am, is that I'm such a futurist. I'm like, cool. If it doesn't, you know, if it's not going to bother you in five years time, don't spend any more than five minutes or five seconds even worrying about it. Now I make decisions really quickly and I like to move fast. Um, but there's no present, you know, like there's no time like the present. And, um, for me to sit in that actually <laughs> sounds bizarre to say, but was definitely a struggle for me for many years. Cause I was always chasing that next thing, whether it be, you know, a first place on stage or a physical asset, something materialistic, um, and always looking to fill those voids, so to speak, um, is that finding that gratefulness and doing those practices of gratitude to bring you back to present has really helped, um, just set the tone across the board and also just gives me really good um, clarity in, in, a, in a routine and a ritual that sort of helps me feel like I can be a lot more productive and, and work um, without the noise, so to speak. Amazing. So, so many amazing topics that we've just gotten through so, so quickly, but I mean, I could be here all day chatting to you. Um, I'm sure there's so, so much more value that you've got in there that you could share, but um, that was really, really super valuable. I wanted to just say thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. Thanks for having me, Jess. It's fun. After a um, so long of going back and forth, I'm glad we could kind of find the time to do it. Absolutely. It's always like that, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Awesome. Thanks so much. If you loved this episode as much as I did, please, as always, make sure you subscribe so you'll be updated when there are new episodes and make sure you screenshot and share this episode to your social media and tag myself at jess.williamson8 and katie at katie stevens so that we can be notified to share the love back i look forward to speaking to you next week and see you then